I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Want a weekly roundup of the best CBC Radio programming? Subscribe to the CBC Radio 1 newsletter. Get a digest of the week's top stories. Read in-depth articles. Listen to interviews and documentaries. And get the lowdown on upcoming stories from CBC Radio 1 that you need to hear. To subscribe, go to cbc.ca slash radio and look for the subscribe button. The CBC Radio 1 newsletter. Be informed. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome back to Play Me. We're back with our next play, The Fish Eyes Trilogy, by Dora award-winning writer and performer Anita Majumdar. If you haven't already, we want to encourage you to subscribe to Play Me on Apple or Google Podcasts or by going to cbc.ca forward slash playmecbc. You can listen to all of our past shows by top playwrights, and you won't miss a single one of our new episodes. And while you're there, please don't forget to rate and review. It helps us bring theatre to more people. Our next play for this season of Play Me is something a little bit different. The Fish Eyes Trilogy is a humorous and poignant series of three one-act plays, Boys With Cars, Let Me Borrow That Top, and Fish Eyes, each told from the perspective of a different high school girl from Port Moody, BC, where the playwright Anita Majumdar is from. Performed by the writer, the plays straddle both the light and the dark sides of high school life. Anita Majumdar invites us into the hormone-filled halls of Port Moody Secondary School, where we meet Nazin, Candace, and Mina, all struggling with insecurity, feelings of being an outsider, and romantic heartbreak. The series is an intriguing mashup of teen rage, Bollywood music, and empowerment. We begin the series with Boys With Cars, where we meet Nazin, a classically trained Indian dancer who is in a romantic relationship with her charismatic boyfriend, Lucky Punjabi. When Lucky leaves town to audition for Bangra Idol, his friend Buddy makes a move on the unsuspecting Nazin. The fallout of the incident sets in motion a collision course of prejudice, gender and racial presumptions, and social misalliances. Anita presented the plays recently to both young and main stage audiences and won a Dora Award for her writing and performance. The themes she explores, particularly around consent and victim blaming, feel particularly urgent in the era of the Me Too movement, as well as with the removal of the topic of consent from Ontario's sex ed curriculum. While there is some adult language and sexual content, we hope that you'll share this piece with the teens in your life. Listener discretion is advised. This is Boys With Cars, part one of the Fish Eyes trilogy by Anita Majumdar. I have this thing where I listen to the same song over and over again. I'll be listening 
to that song when something kind of big's happening in my life. But then I'll stop listening to it, but then I'll hear it again and all of it comes back again. So I, I, I try not to listen to those songs anymore. People get mad when I say I like Chris Brown because he hit Rihanna. People don't get there's two sides to every story. Chris is really sorry and hot. And he's making it all about the music now, so I don't know why people just don't get over themselves, so. You here for the wedding? Well, duh, right? Are you with the bride or the groom or? Yeah? Me too. Gustaki's supposed to be here by now. Oh yeah, she's looking for parking. This school has more parking spots than it does textbooks. We're the dance company for tonight? Yeah, I love dancing. Except for the part where people have to look at me. And every one of these things. I dance, 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 the crowd watches me. And for a split second, I think he might be there. I don't even want to see him. I say that to trick God. Because God's always giving me the opposite of what I want. And then I wonder when he's coming back. Because he has to come back, right? I have my dance sets pretty easy. Dance Slumdog Millionaire songs for white people weddings. Fucking J-Ho. Sorry, but I really hate that song. It's like the Le Chateau National Anthem and other awesome stores like that. I practice here in the school parking lot. It's the only square footage in Port Moody that's mine. And it isn't even. Not the car. Not the lot. I don't even have a license to drive myself out of here. You think Port Moody's nice? Mm, Port Moody has this inlet of water and mountains and trees, but do you notice any of that? Nope. You look at the motherfucking stalks of the yellowest sulfur unsecured piled up over there on the Barnett Highway. Speaking of acidic compounds, where's Gustaki? Gustaki was supposed to be here 10 minutes ago. Oh, she's not my mom. I live with Gustaki and work with Gustaki. Oh, she's like my toddlers and tiara show mom, so not like a mom who loves me or anything. If only you wore all your clothing with buttons in the back, Nazani, then it wouldn't be so easy for you to... Take it off for every boy who offered you a bag of Timbits. Kustaki's not a dancer. She's barely human most of the time. But I keep living with her and she keeps letting me as long as I keep dancing. This is Lucky's car. Lucky Punjabi, he's my boyfriend. He's come back for the wedding tonight. When we were still in school, Lucky Park and Top Lot Parking, next to the other cools from our school. Middle Lot's teacher parking and Bottom Lot's for the rest of the kingdom. This car's like Lucky's religion. What happened to Lucky Punjabi, Nazani? Did Calgary stampede on Lucky out of town? You never told me that part of the story. Port Moody, Senior Secondary, PMSS for short. Oh, I suggested alternate names, like name it after Albert Street down the hill. 
A-S-S-S. But Principal Shaker said I was in enough trouble and mature PMSS girls should know better. <laughs> I'm not nervous. I never get nervous. I'm, the last time I felt like this was Golden Spike Fest last summer. Ever since July 1886, Port Moody celebrates trains stopping in Port Moody on purpose by watching locals perform by day and teens ODing on drugs by night. My dance teacher forced me to do this Indian dance, which got seen by a ton of the cools from my school. None of them even knew my name. I mean, how could they? They never saw me. But now, these guys parked their SUVs around the Rocky Point stage and pressed their eyes into me while licking ice cream cones. I get off stage and I look down because if I can't see them, they can't see me, right? But then I feel someone coming up to me. Buddy Kane and me meet eyes as he walks over with Candace Pascus trying to catch up behind him in our red bikini and cowboy hat until, thank God. Please not keep on jumping. Myself for the fans. Ladies, love it. Hey, 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 Nozny, did you know I am a founding member of the Coventry School of Pongra? Eh, I invented the Pongra burpee. Eh, you know. Ding, 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 Hands? You, Indian dance, pretty good, Nozny. It's from the keg. Yeah, the steakhouse. It's my lucky keg mint. But I want you to hold on to it for me, because that's how good you dance. Lucky says he's moving to PMSS in the fall and that I should remember the name. Lucky Punjabi! Bobby! <whistles> All right, girls. Let's kick off Miss Fleming's Gym 12 by getting sex ed done and out of the way. But keep dribbling your balls. No water. Now, I've heard a lot of you doe-eyed gazelles talking about date rape. <coughs> Pass. Rape is a two-way street, ladies. When you decide to kiss a guy for a certain amount of time and then you stop because you changed your mind. Well, that poor guy's gonna get blue balls. Blue balls, <whistles> pass, is where a guy 
needs to release the stress you caused him. If a deer gets hit by a car, well, what was that deer doing in the middle of the street at night by herself? So, girls who get date raped just rape themselves, girls. Man up. Let's end date rape forever. Woo, yeah. Senior year at PMSS. Lucky drives his red Mini Cooper straight up to top lot parking. I move past him and Buddy Kane in front of the rainbow-colored lockers PMSS painted to make the ethnics feel welcome. I brush Lucky's hand with his keg mint in my hand. The heat from his hand makes a knot. A knot that's one end me, one end Lucky, a knot so tight. No one can loosen it. Everyone, she just stole my lucky keg mint that I've had ever since the first time I went to the keg. Lucky Punjabi just got violated on by Nazani, and don't try and deny it. You girls are like natural born liars, like wearing makeup. And, and those Lacenza bras that make your boobs look bigger. Lies! Watch out for Nazni. She's a witch who belly dances for men. Just look at her Egypt necklace. Uh, I dance Indian classical and hello, Muslim. I'm Ismaili. You're not smiley at all. You're frowny. You Ismaili. It's a branch of Islam. <laughs> and what about you, lucky Punjabi? Shouldn't you be marrying your eight-year-old cousin right now? I guess hanging out in Surrey and gang-shooting people as they come out of the SkyTrain station keeps you pretty busy, huh? And then it happens. The cools laugh. Not at me. For me. Even Buddy and Candace, they all clap and cheer. For me. Lucky comes up to me all grown-up-y and pinches my cheek and smiles. From then on, kids started to see me. I was the girl Lucky liked. So I started to look down a lot. Not in an Indian woman way. Just in a staying out of the way way. Lucky writes this note saying we should hang out, just him and me. Friday night. I hope you don't mind. I'll listen to just, like, one song over and over and over again. I'm weird like that. Lucky buys us a box of donuts for dinner. And we listen to Chris Brown's Kiss Kiss on repeat while we drive out of Port Moody in Lucky's red Mini Cooper, past the yellow sulfur in the Barnett Highway, over the bridge and park in front of this West Van mansion. This house has, like, the biggest telly. We can watch through the living room window. Like a drive-in, yeah? We watch the Friday night lineup through Lucky's windshield. No talking, no sound, except for Chris Brown's kiss, kiss. I can see him looking at me from the corner of my eye, and I can see him thinking, whoa, her eyelashes are so long. And then he says, you have... Like, the longest eyelashes. And nothing feels better than someone thinking you have long eyelashes. Then he hugs me. 
the CW network never prepared me for hugging. I let him, because there's something in Lucky's arms, but then Lucky turns back to the TV. Miley Cyrus is licking a hammer. Oh, when she does it, it's art. When I do it, it's a, oh, Lucky Punjabi's drunk. I kiss Lucky. And from then on, it's every Friday night, Lucky and Nas. I stopped dancing and wearing my Allah necklace. After school, we'd all hang out in top lot parking next to Buddy Kane's Hummer, which always took up two parking spots. After Buddy and Candace left, it was finally just me and Lucky driving past the yellow sulfur on the barnet, going anywhere but here, listening to songs on repeat. Is that Survivor? I'm just gonna kill myself! Fucking Port Moody, I hate you so hard! Of course those PMSS assholes will play Survivor for their wedding. Fuckers, Pomo fuckers, this town, such a joke. Wait, you're going in? Why? You like this song? Really? No, no, I, I, I should stay out here for Gustaki or the bride and groom in the gym. No, I just really hate that song. Just before spring break, we're at one of those dorky school assemblies PMSS holds to give the teachers a break from doing their jobs. I wore a skirt that day for Lucky, but I forgot Lucky was driving the Cooper to Calgary to audition for Bhangra Idol. We all file into the gym, and there's Buddy Kane sitting by himself in top row bleachers. He fake yawns and pats for me to sit next to him. Chris Brown's Kiss Kiss is playing in my head on repeat when... So you got into UBC, huh? That early acceptance bullshit or whatever? Guess you're leaving Port Moody then. That's mean. Leaving us behind? You're mean. <laughs> you cold meanie. Maybe you're so mean to me I share my jacket with you. Whoa. Your legs look like a gazelle. My dad and me hunt deer, so I know. Remember when we were Golden Spike together? I haven't told Candace. That Indian chick dancing, she looks like a gazelle. Buddy moves his jacket over both our knees when we start watching Candace and friends dancing to this, like, out-of-nowhere Indian dance by the girls' gym class. I focus on Mina, the one Indian girl who actually looks like she knows what she's doing, when Buddy grabs my hand under the jacket and moves it on him, on his private, on his body. Do you understand what's happening? Because I, I don't, I, I don't understand. I keep watching the school assembly dance while trying to pull my hand back. But Buddy squeezes it there and rolls it in waves, which makes the jacket move. And it's 
damp. Every time I, I go over it in my head, I always ask myself, why don't you use your free hand to pull the other hand away? That would be a practical application of Indian dance training. One quick, I keep watching the school assembly dance. I laser focus on Candace because there's something in my hand that belongs to her, but watching Candace, Indian dance, I feel angry because there's something in her hand that belongs to me. Why couldn't that be me down there? I wish my name was Candace right now and I was down there and she was up here. Why didn't I fight harder? Why didn't my face, my face looked like nothing. Like I was just watching the school assembly dance. Like, like it was nothing, like nothing was happening. The dance ends and Buddy throws away my hand and stands up clapping. And I'm just sitting there. I just sit there while Buddy whispers in Candace's ear. He spins her around by her waist and kisses her and calls her his bitch. I'm so stupid. Stupid for just sitting there. Stupid for wearing this skirt. Stupid for thinking I was one of them because my boyfriend was. Stupid for sitting with Buddy. Stupid for not using my hand for not. Stupid for just. Where was Lucky? Why did he have to leave that day? Why would he leave me there alone with Buddy? Why? When I needed him the most. Where was Lucky? Hello, Bonrado! This is Lucky Punjabi from Port Moody, BC. And this is for you, Calgary. Lucky was in a gym somewhere, and so was I. After the school assembly, Buddy's hanging all over Candace and looks at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. Then it starts. At first, it was nasty, plus Buddy and sharp pencil hearts all over the boys' change room door. Then pictures of me with words next to them. Lucky gets back in time for a test in English, and I'm trying to answer, name that quote. I am too far away from you now, talking to you from a land you can't get into with your quick tongue and your hollow heart. Antigone, when the cool's at the back, rub out lit cigarettes into my neck and hair and cough. Astray! I don't know why our teachers can't see or smell, but I keep writing. I am too far away from you now. And Candace. Candace Pascas corners me in front of the rainbow-colored lockers PMSS painted to make the ethnics feel welcome. Are you retarded? You weren't even good enough for Lucky. You thought you'd be good enough for Buddy? When Lucky first started talking about you, I was all like, who is that? I don't even know who that is. But that you made a move on my boyfriend? That you thought Buddy wanted to eat out mud when he could lick a snow cone? Before me and Buddy, I offered to go down on Lucky, like a couple of times, but he said no, cause he's hardcore noble. But you just look like a bitch. You have a face that looks like a bitch. So shut it off, Nazu, Nazi. What's your, what's, what's her name again? 
we start volleyball in Miss Fleming's class. And there's Emily Johnson, who I was in ensemble dance with just before Christmas break. I showed her how to dance a deer with her hand. But Emily's tight with Candace Pascus now and throws a volleyball at my head. Miss Fleming pretends not to see. I say bitch softly because it makes me not cry. Miranda Parks smears up against me. Did you just call Emily a bitch? <laughs> That's not very nice to say about my best friend. And I say, well, she is. She's a bitch. Emily thuds another volleyball at my face. Harder. After school, Candace's top lot friends chase me with lighters and I run. I love my eyelashes. They're awesome. They're thick and long and great. My eyelashes are real. They're really great. Emily thwacks me into a door and my eyelashes get to teeth stuck in them and blood and bits of door, bits of red door, so at least it matches. Adults are always talking about bullying because of annoying girls who cry about being doxxed online, but I never said anything, because I'm cool like that. Principal Shaker was not cool like that. After they take me to the ER to put back my teeth and cauterize my nosebleed, Principal Shaker? calls me into his office for the 15th time that month, and along with Miss Fleming, Principal Shaker tells me I've become a distraction to the other kids. And with provincial exams coming up, he decides it would be best for the school if I finish the rest of my year at home, which super thrills my parents. After school ended, my parents sold our house on Heritage Mountain and left for Dubai. They couldn't look at me anymore. Everything in Port Moody reminded them of me. There are only four weeks left till provincial exams started. Eight weeks till graduation. No one gave me a chance to tough it out, to keep my, my home, my family, my savings, to go to UBC. No. Instead, I'm stuck in this fucking Greek tragedy called Port Moody, talking to you from a land you can't get into with your quick tongue and your hollow heart. What happened to Lucky Punjabi, Nazani? Did Calgary stampede or Lucky out of town? You never told me that part of the story. Silence. Fine then. Listen. Your buddy Kane phoned to ask you to dance for his and his Candace Pakiza's wedding at your old high school this weekend. Uh, you should use that shock face for dancing. We get more tips. Buddy and Candace are getting married this weekend? Lucky's coming back. He wouldn't miss his best friend's wedding. I don't know if I feel like dancing for the two people who took away everything I ever had this weekend.
God, you're so Canadian, Nazanin. You think because you live here, you're different than the rest of us. When someone takes away everything and you lose everything. You know, our ghazal in India isn't just some song the third world made up to kill time. It's the cry of the gazelle when it's cornered by the hunter and knows it will die. So before that happens, I want you to think, Nazani. Hey, Nazani. Are you listening, Nazani? In the Middle East, you cut off a man's hand when he steals something from you? An eye for an eye? You tell Buddy and Candace, I will dance for their wedding. And then you and me will meet at Lucky's Mini Cooper and Bottom Lot just before the reception's supposed to start. You bring out Buddy. We'll tie him to the car door. And Candace, Candace Pascus, you bring that bitch out here. You bring her, and I'll bring all the cigarettes I have. I'll sit in front of Buddy, tied to Lucky's red car door. And I'll light one, and then another, and then another, right close to his eyelashes, just to fuck with him. And then, when he's good and scared, I'll light a fistful and ash them in his stupid hand. The cry of the gazelle when it's cornered by the hunter and knows it will die. Nazani, stop and heal yourself for even a minute. I won't touch Candace, even though all I want to do is throw her in a pile of sulfur till her bitch face burns off. Mm. I'll just make her watch. Even if I have to hold her by her shopper's drug mart yellow hair and hook open her Aryan blue eyes, she's going to see me. Justice doesn't make living easier, Nazani. I promise it doesn't. I'll keep those cigarettes in that fucker's hand. And though Buddy's in so much pain, he'll do anything for it to stop. And Buddy will tell everyone at the PMSS wedding what really happened. Whose hand was where, doing who, and what, and where, and what, under that jacket. And then everyone will know. And Lucky, Lucky, will touch my face and stroke the hair away from my face and kiss. Buddy and Candace's wedding limousine will be parked in top lot and Lucky will pick me up in his arms and put me into the limo and we'll just go. And everyone will just watch. We'll sink into the back seat and I'll put my head into that place that fits perfect into Lucky and we'll kiss. We'll drive past the yellow sulfur in the barnet one last time and go. I am too far away from you now. There is no God in Port Moody. So I started wearing this necklace again to call him back. Even when I sleep, it always somehow swishes over to my left boob, which made me think, Maybe God was ready to hear my side? That if he could just hear my heart and feel my heart, God would stop punishing me and bring back Lucky? Enough! I'm done. I'm done.
Enough J-Ho and top lots and bottom lots in the same song over and over and over and licking the UBC course book like a puppy in a window. How is this fair? Does this seem even a little bit fair to you? Buddy and Candace are getting married tonight. They're in the gym, feeling the happiest they've ever felt. And I'm gonna take that away. Gustaki, where have you been? I've been waiting all night. Lucky isn't here. He didn't come for the wedding. You're lying. Lucky isn't here. Go, see with your eyes. <laughs> Thank God. Now you can cancel this duffer plan of yours. You want to do all of this? For a boy who gave you a keg mint? It was his last mint from the keg. Like, you can't just get those. You have to eat a full steak dinner at the keg. And he told me to hold on to it for him. We made a knot. You don't just forget that. Okay, okay, you want to right the wrong, huh? Punish Buddy and Candace? But what about Lucky? You're not Romeo and Juliet, where is he? You know what Gustaki thinks? Mm. Gustaki thinks when Lucky came back from Calgary and everyone believed you put your hand on Buddy. <laughs> he believed it too. Buddy told me everything last night, Candace too. We're always singing in Calgary, you... Oh, I can't even look at you, Nazani. Doobie was sitting right behind you and Buddy in top row bleaches. You're not even gonna let me tell my side? Tell me your side, Nazani. Your side, his side, but tell some side. Scream, yell, abuse him, but really look back and remember what what really happened. Are you going to tell me you didn't have Buddy's cock in your hand? For the second I left you alone. Or should have known better the way he, he looked at you. The way he looked at me. Let's let's just go for a drive. And then, then we can we can we can talk and we can go for a drive. What drive? You have to dance now, Nazani. But get this out of your system. Burning Buddy's hand won't fix nothing. Okay. You know, you know how everyone was super stressed out about Rihanna and Chris Brown, how maybe, maybe they hooked up again. But looking from the outside doesn't mean you know. You don't know anything. Even, even if everyone else says so, you have to hear both sides. I don't have to hear any sides. I'll know. I'll kiss Candace tonight. She's a really good Indian daughter, betting you. And she was telling me how she's going to the Coventry School of Bhangra. And I kissed her, but I stopped because... Where was Lucky? When those ugly girls threw volleyballs at your face? When Lucky's boyfriends ashed their cigarettes in your neck and hair in class? In Hindi, the word for trouble, it's, it's feminine. Your thuck leaf, Nazni. You tricked me into kissing my best friend's girl. But we made a knot. And a knot makes us family. Lucky, slap, don't touch me. Lucky. Family isn't just for driving around in a car and may yaha tum vaha. Family is for when things get tough. I should have known, Betty. You prostitute dance for men. I stopped dancing for you. I have to get away from you. He's lucky. Stop. You have to stop. I can't. I don't know what. You have to stop. 
things got a little tough and lucky ran have some naz naz hmm? some pride see what you became with lucky i'll have to get away from you oh, i don't think i'll be back for graduation <laughs> my car broke down so i'm leaving it here and what not please lucky please don't do this don't punish me i'm so stupid i wore a skirt that day uh, the, the school assembly i wore a stupid skirt that day because i forgot you weren't going to be there i'm so stupid i sat next to buddy i should have known better when 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 he took my hand i should have fought him harder i should have tried harder i should have thought about you i should have thought about how much i love you and then i would have fought harder i'm sorry i don't know what else to do i'm so sorry lucky please can i at least look after your car for you look after my car look after you can't even drive nothing and even if you could my car is my god I never trust you with my god. Eh, your wedding, huh? Your Allah necklace again. Keep wearing it so you know God hasn't forgotten you. I'll have to go. I have to go. You have to dance. No. I mean, I I can't keep dancing for these weddings anymore. I can't keep looking at that sulfur anymore. I was supposed to go to university. How did I get here? How did I get myself here? I have to go. Don't run like lucky. Be proud like Naz. Do your job, then leave. go they're waiting here we go when we get in there can you maybe stay with me for a bit thanks yeah all i have to do is walk up the hill past bottom lot past middle lot past top lot funny from here doesn't it look like the gym's being surrounded like all these boys with cars have her backed in and she has nowhere to run cornered by the hunter this is it the pmss gym i see candis pascus Nine months preggers, and I see Buddy got a stupid haircut that makes him look stupid. Uh, some of y'all know, cause of the baby, my dad took back my Hummer. But no, 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 it, it's it's okay, it's okay, guys, cause me and Candace are taking turns riding my sister's mountain bike. Yeah, top lot rules. Candace, babe, babe, the universe threw us a curveball. 
but we will rise again. Cause nothing's gonna get us down. Not even a broken condom. Look at these MSSers. Do you see these top lot douchebags listening to this? Like, oh my God, that's love. And they all have stupid haircuts too. It's like these assholes got a group on to get stupid haircuts. But I don't see Lucky. And yet, I see him so clearly now. And I hear the cry of the gazelle. I should, uh, I should get on stage. Buddy. Hey, we're all super excited to see you dance. You still look like, like you stayed in shape and stuff. But too bad Lucky's not here, right? Okay, I, I, I just want to say about last year, I want to say sorry for Candace. She said some pretty nasty stuff, and then you had to drop out. You want to say sorry for Candace? Yeah, and Emily and them too. They were totally out of line, but are we cool? You're a bitch, buddy. You have a face that looks like a bitch. Let's do this. I be playing with the money like whoa. Still got a lot more to go. Made it back for a walk through the door. Throw it up, make it rain, let it go. Like whoa, 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 whoa. Playing with the money like whoa, 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 whoa. is this mint? That was Boys with Cars, part one of the Fish Eyes trilogy, written and performed by Anita Majumdar. The original theatrical production was directed by Brian Quirt, with early development, dramaturgy, and direction by Gregory Prest. The Fish Eyes trilogy was originally commissioned by Night Swimming in the Banff Center. It premiered at the Kulch in Vancouver in 2015 as part of a national tour produced by Night Swimming. We'd love to hear what you think of our show. You can email us at playme at cbc.ca. And please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes to help get the word out about our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Theatre and on Instagram at PlayMePodcast. Special thanks to our CBC producers, Fabiola Melendez-Carletti, Cecil Fernandez, and Tanya Springer. The executive producer of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani. The senior director of audio innovation is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley. The associate producer is Pippa Johnstone. This episode was edited by Chris Tolley. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is produced by Expec Theatre in partnership with CBC Podcasts. For more information on our plays and artists, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.